sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome to the program, Voice of America, Paper Street, Hope. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Rio. Hi, let's try that again. Welcome to the program, Paper Hope Next Generation. I was trying to beat you. I'm your show host, Tamara Wade, and that's my beautiful daughter, Rio. I'm pretty. I was trying to beat mom at the intro, and I was like staring her down. I was focusing too hard on like giving her the dirty look, and I was just like, uh, hey. Hey, what's up? Yeah. We haven't been here in a while. I know. Our last show was really serious. What is it about, even? It was about things we won't talk about because it's oh, too well, serious. Yeah, sure. But what are we talking about today? Well, this one's kind of serious, too. I yeah. might actually even cry a little bit. I'm sorry. Um, what we were talking about uh, on the Satisfaction show, I think, mm-hmm. a little bit about this topic. And so I kind of just wanted to make it like a, a whole show because there's plenty to talk about, I'm sure. Yeah, like on the Satisfaction one, I think it hit you pretty hard when I was telling you about being um, a, a junior high or high school student. No, it was junior high. Mm-hmm. And I had to... Oh, I didn't have to, but I went into my room and I was like picking off the little shirt emblem oh, yeah, yeah. from my shirt. Okay, yeah. And I was dressing in a way that I didn't right. really like, but I wanted to fit in and my parents never bought me like the right, right. clothes. Okay. And so I was modifying stuff. Yeah, I think that's where it came in um, because a long time ago on the street team version, we talked about fashion and that kind of mm-hmm. played into it too. And it's basically being authentic, um, your true authentic self, which is something that um, resonates with me recently just because trying to figure out how to do that. <laughs> it's kind of difficult. How to do that and who you are as a person. like, mm-hmm. and, and how you present yourself as a person too because yeah. it's not just who you are. It's, it's how you're going to be in the world. And I feel like I had like a weird thing last night too and I don't really know what this is all about and I don't know how it plays into it but I just it connected to me somehow and I really wanted to talk about this and like work it out kind of with mm-hmm. myself. Um is I get really upset and weirded out when everyone I know has plans on, like, a weekend, and I don't. And I'm just, like, sitting Hmm. at home by myself. So, like, boyfriend wanted to go to this party that I really didn't want to go to. Best friend made plans with this other person that she never hangs out with. Um, My father, I was supposed to go see, (laughs) he had plans with his best friend that he was doing instead. Um, And I was just kind of like, what do I have to do to make people like me? Like, that's what I kept thinking. I was like, why am I so boring and lame that nobody will invite me to do anything on a Friday night? Do you really think that's what was happening? Well, I feel like in middle school and elementary school, that was the case. Yeah. I didn't, in high school even, I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, I didn't sleep with people. Like, I was always the one that was like the party pooper. Right. Because I could never stay out late or I could never, I didn't want to do the drugs and I didn't want to drink and I was always the one that was the reminder that, hey, you're doing bad things. So I would never, ever, ever get invited to anything. And it really would be because nobody wanted me around. Right. You know, I was always the, like, the lame friend that, not even friend, like, I wasn't even really friends with any of those people. And then especially when I broke up Mm -hmm. with with the guy that That we always talk about. That you mentioned every show, yeah. Um... He basically, like, was my life all through high school. And then breaking up, I literally was by myself in my room every single night with nobody to talk to because I isolated myself from anyone that could potentially be a friend. And I was just like, all right, well, now literally nobody likes me because the only reason those people were hanging out with me was because I was dating him. 
Which is always a horrible reality. Yeah. So like when, so do you think that the f- way you're feeling right now is kind of, um, I don't know, like everyone having plans kind of triggered that feeling yeah, of how you felt back definitely. in high school? Because that- I, I know that best friend and boyfriend like me, oh, you know, yeah. and they want to hang out with me. Like I understand that. But it was just like I, yesterday I went to coffee and homework with everyone mm-hmm. and I had asked her, I was like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Like, I want to hang out. And she's like, oh, well, I have to go into my work and do some paperwork and this and that. And I was like, all right, well, let me know because I don't have anything to do after two o'clock or whatever. And I text her at like four. I'm like, so are we hanging out? And she's like, oh, well, I'm going to this movie with my other friend because he asked me to go. I'm like, all right, well, cool. And she's like, you can come with if you want. (laughs) I'm like, no, it's okay. I just put in a load of laundry. And she's like, all right, well, I'll text you afterwards. And so like 11 o'clock rolls around and I'm like, so I assume we're not hanging out. And she's like, oh, well, I just got home from the movie, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so you weren't going to text me or like, why, why are you not wanting to hang out with me? You know, like it's, I feel like it's validated fear that they're not, I know she would never not want to hang out with me, but like I asked you to hang out and you hang out with somebody else. You say you're going to text me afterwards, but you don't. So I'm like, what is, I don't know. I asked her, I was like, I, is, am I annoying? Like, am I, cause sometimes I get kind of needy, I guess. And oh, I don't no. know. I seriously, like I just get upset because of yeah. back in high school when that used to happen kinda in middle school. Unresolved. Yeah. So I don't know. We, her and I had like a little conversation. She's like, she's like, you underestimate how much people actually do like you and hanging mm-hmm. out with you. And you just get self-conscious. She's like, you don't think I get self-conscious? Because I was like, I always have to invite myself to stuff. I don't ever just get a random invite to go do something. But do kids your age do that? They do. Do they invite each other? I do get random invites, though. I just don't think about them. Like, when I'm in that weird space of nobody wants to hang out with me. I was going to say. And um, this is the same friend that just planned my whole birthday for me and, like, took me on an adventure because she wanted me to have a good birthday. And that's why I told her. I was like, I feel bad feeling like this, but I do. I mean, I can't help it. And I think that's kind of where this connected to being authentic is because I was trying to figure out how to lie to her and (gasps) lie to myself so that I didn't seem like a needy loser was basically what I was trying to come up with in my head. I'm so glad you didn't lie to her. You know, and and finally I just told her, I was like, I'm feeling self-conscious that nobody's inviting me to anything. Mm -hmm. And I feel bad because I know that that's not your intention and Mm -hmm. I know that you're not being malicious or anything, but I'm just feeling a little left out because I would, I tried to hang out with her and our other friend and they both were just like, well, we have other stuff to do. And just like, I was just telling her all the instances and she's like, I tried to get you to hang out the other day and you just said no and I was like yeah because I don't want to be the one to bring it up I want you to invite me like just out of the blue mm-hmm. and then that's kind of dumb because that's kind of how why is that dumb though I mean I well I, it's dumb to want that no to happen I don't think so well for me it's because I think that they don't want me there if they're not initially inviting me then they don't want me there but that's not the case if right, I right. just they just don't know what I'm doing you know they don't know right. if I'm busy or if I told them something yesterday that I forgot that I said I was doing and it got canceled. So it's just, I don't know. (sighs) Well, no, I think it's good that you talked with her about it and that she met you with understanding and compassion and that you were able to kind of talk about it. Cause it sounds like maybe this is something that you're going to need to have her help you with. Well, and not here. I even, I think have the text messages still because I, I thought what she said was like perfect. I'm like, this is why you're my best friend. I don't even know where to start. She's, um, because she started, she's like, I can ask my parents if you can come over because her parents are super weird about having people <laughs> over now. And we're like almost 
we're like 20 somethings and they're still super weird about it. Um, she's like, so if they say yes, do you want to come over? And I was like, no, it's okay. You said you're tired and you don't want to, I don't want you to piss your parents off. And she said, do you want to hang out or not? Because you keep saying you want to, Mm -hmm. to do stuff, but then you shut down everything I try to do with you. And I was like, yeah, because I don't want you to do it out of charity. I asked you to hang out yesterday and you said you had work stuff. Then you hung out with your other friend then didn't text me afterwards. So I'm just blah. I just wanted you to want to, but you told me that you're tired and that usually means you want to be home and rest. And she said, yeah, but I invited you to come with, and I did text you when I got home, which was after the movie. And I mean, I'm tired to the point that I don't want to go out and party. I just want to stay in and hang out. And I wouldn't suggest inviting you over if I didn't want you to come over. Mm -hmm. And I said, I know, it's just me being me. It's kind of late to do stuff, and I literally have no gas now. It's not your fault. I'm just annoyed that boyfriend wanted to go to this party so badly and just leave me at home Mm -hmm. when he says he doesn't like partying and it's just hard, blah, blah, blah. Um, what did I say? I feel crappy even thinking like this because I know that you do so much for me, which makes it even worse. I've just always had a problem with this kind of stuff since the breakup, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, um, that's the reason why I didn't want to go to the party because it would have been with stupid people. And I mean, (laughs) I'm just as self-conscious as you when it comes to friends. Like I try so hard to hang out with people who I feel don't even care as much about me as I care about them. Like our other friends, I always have to invite myself to their things. But if I do get invited to things, people just assume that I'm going to invite you so they don't ask you directly, which I, I thought was a valid point. And then they tell me to invite you too, even though I don't tell you every time. Like literally me and my friend had to beg you to go to the coffee shop the other day. And oh, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I remember that. They did. And, yeah. and they're like, if you're cute. invited, you're invited. So don't feel bad and don't second guess it because... If I just wanted to sleep and be by myself, I would have said that and not invite you. You're my best friend, so why wouldn't I want to hang out with you as much as I can? I'm almost done, I promise. This is important. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, the, And I said, well, the only reason I was invited to Lux was because I said something. That's why I got weird, because if you wanted me there, you would have invited me when you guys were going initially three hours before I said something. And, and I said, that's what I think anyways. And when your friends invite you to do stuff all the time, they do it out of the blue, I only have you and my boyfriend, and usually I can be with my boyfriend, but lately he's been hard to hang out with. It's just all annoying and stupid, and I just feel dumb. And then this is her last response. It's just, I'm getting tired of always convincing you to come, and I I realized that that was a reason that people kind of stopped talking to me is because I would always get self-conscious about, like, not wanting to go out of charity, Mm -hmm. and then I would just, like, shun them from inviting me all the time because Mm -hmm. they would just be annoyed with me trying to like shut down everything they did and just dumb um I was just like whatever that day and I was in a hurry and didn't invite you um and just because you mentioned it before I got around to asking you doesn't mean I wanted you there any less and if someone random asks me to hang out I'll say yes and if you want to come hang out I'll invite you because that's what we always did before it's just now it's more people I know than you know because she like rediscovered all of her friends from middle school And I don't want you to feel bad. It's just you underestimate how much people actually like you, but that's okay because I'm your best friend and I'll tell you a hundred millions of times because that's my job to tell you things you can't always see. Everyone knows you're included if they want to be friends with me (laughs) vice versa for you. So I don't know. That kind of just like not even about being authentic, but I think it was just because it it was difficult for me to admit all of the issues I had with all these problems going on. You have to be, and you have to be transparent with people you trust. And I'm really glad that you said something to Summer yeah. because 
I know that she would meet you with Right, and she did. And that that was the point of me saying that whole process was because I was hesitant about telling her how I was feeling about the whole thing. And she didn't come at me with, you know, maliciously. She was just like, well, yeah, I feel the same way. I understand. Um, Just so you know, you're not thinking clearly. This is what really happens. But it's all right because I'll I'll tell you anyways because, you know, you're my best friend. And I'm going to tell you all the time. Which I thought was really sweet, but it's very sweet. So we'll pick this up on the other side of the break because I want to get more into being authentic and how we could arrange doing that. You're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation on Voice America. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Join us every week for Paper Hope Next Generation. This is a program for all women, regardless of age, who want to connect and start having real conversations about tough subjects. None of our topics are off the table. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the Internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics that impact women with specific focus on relationships, family, community, and self. Join Paper Hope Next Generation live every Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Hope that you will be a part of the conversation. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation. 
I'm Tamara Wade, and I'm here with my beautiful daughter, Rio Wade. Hello, loves. Hello. And we're talking about being authentic, and Rio just shared with us something really amazing, and it was an exchange that her and her best friend had about some things that you, Rio, are insecure about, mm-hmm. and then how Summer met you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to kind of highlight and point out, I don't think you would want to have that kind of vulnerable conversation with just anyone. Right. Well, and that was, I think, the problem, because I understand that you should be hesitant when sharing those parts of yourself with just anyone. But I feel like I've become so closed off with being authentic to people I know I can trust. Yeah. You know, and that was my problem is why am I hesitating to tell her what's really going on if she's my best friend and I know she's not going to do anything to hurt me. The same reasons why you would be closing yourself off with people that you know will hurt you. The fear of being hurt's pretty big deal. Yeah, especially when it comes to being authentic in all regard of the word. And and being authentic, because we didn't really clarify, mm-hmm. is just being original and genuine to, mm-hmm. to things that you believe organic. and who you are. I yeah. love this word. Yeah, organic's my favorite word, I decided. I Yeah, I... I told I told Rio and Bruce in planning about the word organic and what it means to me, and I'm going to share it with you guys now, too. When I first started learning how to be a photographer, it was by accident, of course, and when I realized that I was actually good at it, I decided that maybe I should take some classes and kind of figure out the mechanics of all of this, and in doing so, I met some amazing people and amazing mentors, but I also met some not-so-amazing people <laughs> who tried to tell me that I should do this or I should do that, and it gets really confusing when you have so many people and so many other sources kind of telling you who and how you should be. But when I finally boiled it down, I had to be organic and authentic in my own self. And even now you can see a photograph that I've taken and you can know that I took it. Right. I I have a very distinct style. I have a very distinct photo signature. And I, I can't say enough to the fact that sometimes you have to tune out some of the outside influences so that you can actually hear your own self. Mm-hmm. And in high school, it's a lot more difficult because so you're just difficult. in this little fishbowl of all of these same people that don't even know who they are to be authentic yet. And they're mean at you well, yeah. for being authentic. So here you show yourself vulnerable and transparent right. and then people start throwing crap at you. Well, you know? and the way you raised me was to be authentic from the beginning. <laughs> so as soon as I started getting into school and started having friends and started being you know, mentally developed enough to like share my thoughts and opinions is I just got met with like resistance and and hate. And I remember the one event, it was kind of later on, like middle schoolish, the one event that completely shut me off to ever sharing any part of my insides with people. And it's like the dumbest thing. But I was in sixth grade and I remember his name and I remember him 100%. And him and I became close friends and I remember, because I, like, I guess it was like a poem or it was just mm-hmm. like poetry or like a song that I had written that I was really proud of. And he had said that he was interested in like writing or whatever. So I like shared with him one of the things that I had written and he had shared something back with one of the things that he had written too. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like that resonates with me so much. And so we just like bonded over that and I don't know like I always felt like he was kind of like faking it and then I find out weeks later he said he's like yeah I didn't write that I just stole that from the internet like I couldn't believe you were so dumb to just believe me that I wrote that like writing songs is stupid and Uh, I thought you knew that blah 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 and I was just like crushed yeah 100% crushed because I was vulnerable 
the most vulnerable thing you could do is like share a piece of writing with somebody first of all Mm -hmm. and then to be mocked and ridiculed and not even know it for such a long time and just believe that this person was just genuinely excited for you and what you had done and your art basically it's it's devastating it was so terrifying to even like be in the same room with him after that because he like knew yeah yeah i had opened up completely to him and he knew me from the inside out because of what i shared with him and he just didn't care he just stepped all over it like it was some kind of joke yeah and so you could you start thinking you're like all right well obviously he thinks that i'm a joke me as a person my personality start internalizing is a joke you know so i'm definitely never sharing anything again with anyone because they're just gonna make fun of me because that feeling hurts so much no way was i ever gonna put myself in a position where that could be a possibility of happening again Mm -hmm. so just completely shut off and and once you stop being authentic outwardly to people that you trust if you have no outlet of being authentic you stop being authentic to yourself on the inside you start believing the lies you're telling yourself like oh that didn't hurt me and oh you know well not not it didn't hurt me and then you start like changing things that you think that you like and and mm-hmm. the person that you think you are in high school when there's like the clique that like runs the high school and they like certain things so and you start like and to fit things. in you have to like those things too and i just remember distinctively in high school there were a bunch of bands that i liked and i still like to this day and i like even more now because i can listen to them and and enjoy them without caring what other people think but there was like a genre of like this alternative like pop punk that i really liked and everyone else it was just dumb because it was just like again with it was it's basically like poetry it's just like really sappy like love songs and like really like vulnerable songs Mm -hmm. and i just was so into them and everyone just thought they were dumb they would call them gay and like just like oh that's a that's a queer band and i'm like a i don't understand what that even means (laughs) (laughs) and b um no it's not like i feel i felt like people were just afraid to admit that they liked it because they can relate to it absolutely and that's the kind of music i like is something that you can hear the lyrics and like think of a time you know so i don't know i just and then everyone was like oh they're dumb and so i stopped i pretended like i didn't like them and i stopped listening to them and i started listening to the stuff that everyone else liked and i missed a lot of opportunities to go see them live and even if I did see them live I would pretend like I didn't care you know and I'm really into live music and that was something that I wasn't able to show yeah when you I was... missed you missed opportunities I definitely yeah. wrote that down when we were talking about this earlier that if, if you don't live authentically you could lose out what did I write I said, being in touch with what you truly like enhances the quality of your life experiences. And I, another thing that made this show important for me to like organize was when you talk about being in high school and your friends' houses that you were just like so in awe about. I was so, I don't know how to describe this except to say we lived in it. We did live in a very nice house growing up, but the, the niceness of my house was trumped tenfold by these homes that looked like, well, they were, they were mansions, multi-million dollar mansions, the kind of stuff you see on like MTV cribs. Yeah, This is what I was stepping into. And oh, I didn't have a house like that. So I would be like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. Um, but inside I was dying. Right, I was like, so oh awesome. my God. Yeah. yeah, just completely beside myself. But I 
cannot bring those homes largely back to my memory. And I have a great memory. Because you didn't soak it in. I stuffed it yeah. so that I I stuffed my emotions and I stuffed how I felt about it so that I could be cool. Mm-hmm. And that everyone would think, oh, well, she must live in a house too like this right. because she's not freaking out on the outside when it wasn't true. And, and I wish if I could go back to little me... I wish I would tell little me, you know what? When you walk in a house like that, I want you to skip around and be like, oh my God, look at this house. (laughs) And just really be in that moment. And we've talked about this on this show that that sometimes you have to like physically give yourself permission Mm -hmm. to be in that space. And if Mm -hmm. it it entitles actually writing yourself a note, do that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how to articulate this to especially young girls to just not care about what people are going to think of you being authentic. I have a new understanding about not caring. And I know you hate it when I quote her, but I'm going to quote her again. Because she she should be my BFF. And (laughs) Brene Brown, if you're listening, I love you. Please listen. And and you've changed my life. And and prior to reading her work, I would have agreed with you because Mm -hmm. that's how I was raised. Just don't care. And don't pay attention to it and move on. Mm -hmm. But because Brene talks so much about vulnerability and shame, that the minute you stop caring is the minute you've shut everything out, the good and the bad. If you care, that's a good sign because that still means that you want to bring joy in, Mm -hmm. that you want to bring happiness in. The minute you shut down so much because when you numb, you numb everything. That is so – okay, I don't know why you were talking – or why you were talking. I don't know why you were talking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've had too much coffee and... No, I don't know why I thought about it when you were talking, but you describing that, there's this show that I really like. Again, being authentic to myself, if I hadn't learned how to accept what I like and just sharing with it, I would never admit to actually liking the show and like being obsessed with the show. What is it? The Vampire Diaries. Oh yeah, you love the like, show. Yeah, and I love Twilight and I love all that. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. even care. Like you, mm-hmm. exactly. Judge being me. authentic. <laughs> um, but the Vampire Diaries, um, what it essentially is, is they're obviously vampires and you can either choose to live through your humanistic emotions or you can shut it off. Mm-hmm. They have like this ability you to don't switch get both. on and off. Right. But if you switch your emotions off, not only do you become a bloodthirsty ripper, you don't get to feel the happiness anymore exactly. either. Your emotions are completely off. It's so true. But if you keep your emotion switch on, then yes, it sucks to have to... Because when you're suck. a vampire in this world, you feel everything a hundred times more. Well, so the pain becomes unbearable, so people just shut it off. But if you mm-hmm. keep it on, then you get to experience the good parts too. And that kind of was like what you were saying. It's exactly what I'm, I'm saying. Like, ah, and sense. there are people like you and like me and like those that were surrounded surrounded by who who actually feel very deeply mm-hmm. i read a, an article on being like empathic mm-hmm. and i don't really know where i sit on that subject because i think it's a bit wind chimey but mm-hmm. i feel like i connect with that mm-hmm. and in my my good friend stacy i love you if you're listening and she she and i started laughing about this article because it says that she can feel the days of the week this mm-hmm. author and i was like yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I feel so deeply. So when someone hurts you or you have a past experience that's still causing you pain, it's deep, mm-hmm. like the vampires. And yeah. so good for you for still caring and good yeah. for our listeners for caring. Because right. when you care, that means you're still open to receiving joy. Right. And before Brene, I would not have had that articulation. I would have said, yeah, shut it out. But when you shut it out, you shut everything out. All right, you guys, let's take a break and regroup our thoughts, and we'll talk more about being authentic on the flip side of the break. You're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. <laughs> Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation. I'm your show host, Tamara Wade, and I'm here with my beautiful daughter, Rio Wade. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> and we've had way too much coffee. I know, I can't even breathe. <sighs> I've been trying to like pant it out and I can't. If you guys love coffee like we love coffee, you know. If you love coffee like we love coffee and everybody loves coffee and all the coffee loves the coffee. <laughs> <sighs> I just, my heart is going to beat out my chest. I, I think I did a mistake. I think I did a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, those of you who drink coffee know what I mean. I think I did a mistake. I did a mistake. We are talking about being authentic and I'm being very authentic and organic with you today telling you about how much I love coffee (laughs) and in the last segment we were talking about my beloved Brene Brown and how if you stop caring that's when there's the problem because you've numbed out when you turn your emotion switch off it's not good Um, but other points in dealing with authentic why do you think it is that we want to be authentic we talk about this all the time with the AWA with the AWA from Avatar well like I said not being authentic kind of makes you miss out on experiences. Mm-hmm. I think I was going to say this before we went to break too, is especially at the, uh, the dance program at the school that I go to, they talk about soaking in your education mm-hmm. as much as you can, mm-hmm. you know? So like, and that goes with any education, not even like in college, but in high school. Like, yeah, school's annoying, but you can soak in mm-hmm. every piece of your education so that you actually gain something from it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not allowing yourself to, I don't know, be open or absorb anything that's coming into you. Because anything that happens in your life, anything and everything can be used to grow somehow. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's a good experience, a bad experience, an annoying experience, Mm -hmm. anything you can take in and absorb and apply to making areas of your life better. Mm -hmm. And I feel like not being authentic Mm -hmm. or trying to suppress certain parts of yourself stops you from being able to absorb the goodness in all of your situations. It absolutely does. And it it impedes your ability to take in and feel joy. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes, too, we, like, dress rehearse disaster, and you start thinking about all the bad things that could go wrong. Like, you're worried oh, yeah. about your friends not wanting you there oh, yeah. and not feeling like you belong when the reality is everything is okay. Right. Every, everyone does want you there. And when we start dress rehearsing disaster, that's definitely a time yeah. that you're going to stop you, it. You stop. S- you psych yourself out and you, for me especially, and we'll talk about this later when we have more articulation, but being a perfectionist in oh. early stages of school, I would always think of what I wanted to do and then be like, okay, well, what if somebody thinks that's stupid? Or mm-hmm. what if somebody doesn't like it as much as me? And what if I look like an idiot for being too excited? That was something else because mm-hmm. you know me, mm-hmm. obviously, and I've had to come to this conclusion you know recently is i'm very sensitive and I, thanks perry Damone. i feel i feel a lot you know um, i'll never forget that when perry said that and you were like i am not and i know then we were like, he yes, just kind of laughed are. at me oh man Mm-hmm. What was I even saying? That just makes me like laugh every time i know but you were saying that you had to come to the realization that you are indeed sensitive but why? I was going to say something. Is it, does it have to do with like it bringing in the excitement? Like when you, when you see a dance piece that you like? Oh, we were talking about psyching ourselves mm-hmm. out. Um, 
you you think of all of the possibilities of somebody thinking that you're dumb. And I was always afraid of being overly excited. Mm-hmm. That was my thing because I do feel so deeply and mm-hmm. I am very sensitive. Everything that happens to me, I feel like I'm so connected with everything mm-hmm. that happens to me because we were talking about being empathic. empathic or whatever it may be. I get way more excited about things than other people do. And I always feel like people look down on me for that or think I'm dumb because they themselves are afraid yes. to be that excited about something. Totally. So they would always try to suppress my excitement so that they didn't, so that they looked cool, basically. It's cooler to hate something than it is to like something And I days. never understand that. It is. I don't know. It, it is, though. But and it's so, been that way the whole time. Like, it, yeah. And I think it has to do with maybe kids, like you said, seeing something in you that resonates with themselves and they want that. They want to be as mm-hmm. excited. They want to be as transparent or authentic. Well, people, do, I don't know. I don't know why you get dubbed a loser if you are super excited about something. Or I, I feel like maybe people are are likening that to immaturity. Like if you're energetic and exciting, then people, I, people call me immature all the time, which is hilarious because if you hear me speak now, I'm very articulate <laughs> immature. <laughs> you That's know? really funny. Why would anyone use that word People out just of call me immature all the time because I'm excited and energetic and I... I find joy in little things. Like yeah. I can be entertained from a strawberry. Like yeah. I don't, you know, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting it's, laughed at. See, he's doing it. He's judging me. He's not judging you. <laughs> he no. thinks it's wonderful. It is wonderful. <laughs> I think a lot of people are just kind of trapped in that because they don't want to be seen for who they are. You read me an article in planning that talked mm-hmm. about hedging words. Do you have them written down or do I need to bring it up? You can bring them up, but I know what they are because I've heard girls especially Mm -hmm. doing this. And I actually hear a lot of boys doing it too. And it really breaks my heart. If Mm -hmm. you are someone that does this, I want you to kind of acknowledge this behavior and, and, and maybe kind of make some, see, I just did it. I hedged. (laughs) I hedged. I just did it in front of you all. What'd you say? I said, if you're doing this, I maybe want you to. Mm -hmm. No, I I really don't maybe want you to. I do want you to. See, we do this out of feeling insecure or self-conscious, right? So when you're having a conversation with someone, I I see girls doing, I see myself doing this. (laughs) Obviously. Um, Backpedaling in order to not be judged harshly. Right. So this is the simplest, I keep hitting the mic, the simplest thing that I can associate this with is if somebody says something and then gets a negative reaction and Mm -hmm. they're just like, just kidding. And I was just kidding. Like that was a joke. Wasn't it funny? Like you, and they don't mean it. Or if you say something and you try to make it sound sarcastic, and then you wait for people's reaction, and then you can just pass it off as it was sarcastic. I feel like people, especially in my age bracket, mm-hmm. do that all the time. Like, oh my god, that CD is like so good, huh? You know, and they like wait for a reaction, and they'll be like, yeah, I know it sucks. Like, if nobody reacts the way they want to, like, why wouldn't you just be like, oh, that CD is I so good? It. You know, yeah. like I love it because this, this, and this. And I want us all, me included, because you just heard me do it right in front of your ears. Mm. I want. <laughs> <laughs> not faces. I did right in front of your ears. Right in front of your ears. Mm-hmm. I want all of us to stop using hedging words, and I want all of us to to be convicted in our thoughts and and how we speak to one another. Mm-hmm. And I do it all the time because when it's an emotion or when it's a thought or if it's if it's something that you like or appreciate, there's no maybe about it. There's no right. But there's no hedge about it. It adding the maybe is your fear of being judged. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then you can go either way because then you could be like, oh, I decided and I don't. Like yeah, it. I was kind of half on the fence. Or if they like it, you could be like, oh, yeah, you're right. It's really good. Yeah. You know, like yeah. why can't you just accept yes. that you like what you like and you are who you are and you have and, an opinion about what you have an opinion about. Yeah. And we always talk about the whole sending a representative 
positive to meet people kind of thing yeah. and being authentic to mm-hmm. people that you meet. Isn't that Why true? Why would you want to pretend to be something you're not and try to hold up that front for as long as you know people mm-hmm. as opposed to just be like, this is me. This is mm-hmm. how I am. And if you don't like it, I don't want to be friends with you anyways. Like, why can't people come to that I don't conclusion? Know. I don't Have I shared this story on air? I know I've shared it with you. But it's, it's the one when I moved to California. Oh, yeah. Not really. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, I when I was a young warthog. <laughs> when I was a young warthog. I was very afraid of being judged. And I had a great facade. And, and I don't even know that it was great. <laughs> I definitely had a facade. And so... When I got older, I auditioned for Disneyland, and that was a big deal for me. There were 500 people. I drove across the desert. I, I really put myself out there, and I'm really shocked, actually, that my little self did it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a little divine intervention going on. Mm-hmm. But I had to move over there, and, and I can distinctly remember the drive over there with all of my stuff in the car, thinking to myself, are these people going to like me? Mm-hmm. Because I was going to be housed with other Disney employees, mm-hmm. and I thought, they're all going to be awesome. And I'm going to be awesome bliss. <laughs> How am I going to compete with these people? Mm-hmm. I want them to like me. And then something miraculous came over me. I thought to myself, I'm going to be myself. Mm. See what happens. I'm going to walk in the door as me and see if they like me. That, that The worst thing that can happen is they tell me to go home, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And to my surprise, I'm sure you guys can finish the story. I was accepted for who mm-hmm. I was. And it was probably one of the most freeing moments of my life. Mm-hmm. And I want that for you, daughter, and I want that for baby bears listening, that it is scary to put yourself out there. Because what if? Yeah. What if someone says you suck? Then, well, then this is my thing. You think of the worst case scenario and mm-hmm. you accept it before it happens. Yeah. That's kind of the positive side of me thinking ahead. <laughs> the, the dress rehearsing of disaster. Yeah, I can, I can dress rehearse <laughs> it, but then I can accept it before it even happens. So the only thing that can happen could be positive, you know? I look at it this way. If you are presenting yourself authentically and and transparent to people and they turn away or they shun it in some capacity, that is a pruning mechanism. You don't want those dips in your life well, anyway. I don't I don't even think we should view those people so negatively. I think Good that point. they're just not ready to be as authentic as you. They see you and they're like, oh my God, she is who she is. And I think right. not necessarily like consciously scares them, but in the back of their mind, they're like, I'm not ready to be that vulnerable to people. Or you don't mesh. I mean, or yeah, or, or their you don't vulnerable mesh. isn't mesh with your vulnerable. Exactly. And that's all right, you know, but no, at that's least a good you point. Both... I, I think of it in a negative term. And I, yeah, I well, think screw you're... them. I don't think screw them. I, I think agree. it's good for them that they recognize that they don't want to be friends with me. And good for you for recognizing that you don't want to be. Yeah, there's nothing nothing wrong with that that. and that's that's a good point you don't need to be friends and agree with everyone that you meet and I think we were talking about that too Mm -hmm. is me going to my new school and being a part of the dance major program and having all of these very open people (laughs) I mean when you're when you go to dance at SCC you kind of have to be a very authentic person or you'll get eaten up alive you just won't be able to handle the classes isn't it the irony the exercises that we do in dance you have to be a hundred percent authentic to the point where you discover new things about your authenticity every single time you go to class Rio and I I've talked about this because I've had the pleasure of, of having some classes with Angela Rosencrantz there at SEC. And if you live in the Phoenix metropolitan area and you're a dancer and you don't take from her, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Or even if you're not a dancer and you don't you take just from need her. To get there. You just need to get there right now. <laughs> yeah. um, because there's some exercises she does where as a human being, oh yeah, you connect. It has nothing even to do with dance. Mm-hmm. It's just like, 
I think I cry every week yeah, in that class. I did too. They're, for one reason or another. Because you're so connected. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking of the one exercise where she tells us to run and everybody's running in different directions and yet nobody collides. And then she even had us close our eyes. Yeah. We, we are able to feel everyone's uh, vulnerable soul so, so much beautiful. to the point where our energy, we can feel each other's energy and not collide with them. We're running through each other with our eyes closed. I cry. You know, like it's just <laughs> insane. So great. But I think that's just, that's the reason that I am able to be so authentic now. And that's kind of where I'm struggling with meeting everyone with authenticity and them not meeting it back. I don't know. Yeah. Let's take a break and bring this up on the other side of the break. You're listening to Paper Hope, Next Generation on the Voice of America Empowerment Channel. TV from the other video content providers on the internet. Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope <laughs> Next Generation on the Voice America oh, Empowerment Channel. <laughs> I'm Rio Wade. You beat me. And that's Tamara Tamar Wade. I'm your mom. That's mom. Well, we have spent this last hour talking about being authentic and sharing some personal stories of um, our past and and how we've struggled with being authentic. And Mm. and as Rio is embarking on her 20s now. I'm 20. Yeah. As of last Friday. And happy birthday. Thanks. Yeah. And I'm the old lady who's been journeying with this concept for a long time. It's not an easy one, and I think it's super abstract because I think when you boil it all down, everyone wants to be loved, and we want to feel like we belong. Well, yeah. And so we do a lot of things as human beings to kind of 
pretend and fit in yeah. in, an, in a non-authentic way. And I think just in some of the stories we've been sharing in, over my life, it's much better to present your authentic self and find the real group of people yeah. that you should be interacting with than trying to force yourself into a group that you never really belonged yeah. with in the first place. I feel like living a life without authenticity is like kind of pointless not like to the extreme pointless but I I feel like you're not really living at that point because you're not allowing to allowing yourself to intake things Mm -hmm. because you're not enjoying the things that you really truly want to enjoy it's so true it does and life's really short yeah I I mean like I don't know why that concept is so profound to me lately and I feel like I heard that it happens in your 20s that you're like oh my god like TikTok. I'm like almost halfway done with my life and I didn't do anything yet, you know? <laughs> like, oh, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's something protective that, you know, you baby bears have before you're 20. That just like pure naivety. That <laughs> you're the just fact that you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. And, and not that that's necessarily a bad thing if you've lived a full and authentic life. Right. But if we've talked about this on the regret show, yeah. you don't want to get to the end of that and no. be like, I have regret because I suppressed my feelings. Right. And I... I already had regret when I was doing that in high school, Yeah, you know, and it was different when I went to college because I mean, I went to community college and A, I didn't really talk to people and B, even if I did, if they didn't like me, I was only in a class with them for one semester and And then I would never see them again. That's why it changes a lot. I think for people that are in high school, you're kind of trapped. Mm -hmm. You're stuck with these same people. So trying to find some sense of resilience while you're in Mm -hmm. high school so that you can preserve yourself, I think we need to address that in this show. And that is that you, your authentic self, you don't share that with everybody. Mm, That's what we were saying before Mm -hmm. the break. Because even now, even though I'm out of high school and I'm in classes, Mm -hmm. being in a major path, I'm now with these people more than I would have been Mm -hmm. normally. Mm -hmm. And still, there are certain people that even though we're all artists and we're all dancers, there are still some people that are still working on being so authentic and sharing stuff that you find exciting to Mm -hmm. them. They just don't care. Like they don't see what you see in it. And for me, that was the struggle. I'm like, why does nobody like, Mm -hmm. like the stuff I like? And I was like, we're supposed to all like the same stuff in here. And that's obviously not true at all. But I started because I talk a lot <laughs> and, if, <Really? laughs> and if somebody gets me started on something, I will just talk and talk because I get super excited about yeah. it. I get fired up and I'm passionate about a lot of things. And I have had, I've struggled with, do I start talking about something I'm excited about or do I keep it in and only talk about it with the people I know are going to be as excited about it with me? And I decided that I just, sh- I shouldn't talk right. about those things to that extent with people that I don't know. And I have to be all right with it and not get mad at them. Right. They don't owe like that, that excitement to me. I you think know? you've taught me something today and that is that it's it's okay to be all right with those folks yeah. that don't agree with you. Yeah. I'm I've, not, I'm I've not holding some, it against them. I've had some grudge issues. <laughs> you do, which is funny because I'll, I pretend like I'm the grudge holder. You wouldn't think that I would. I'm just really not. I'm I, like either you're in my life or uh, you're not in my life. And if you're uh, not, have fun. Like, I'm not going to throw poop at you or anything, but... I, I definitely know where I get it, Dad. <laughs> Dad. Um, <laughs> not to call you out. But it's something I have to try and unlearn. And I'm glad you brought that up because I don't want that to be a part of my future. It's well, not good. I kind of think it ties into being authentic because, I mean, you and me are both very kind people, mm-hmm. I think, at our core, mm-hmm. you know, organically. And I feel like we try to hold grudges or be mad at people 
that hurt us. For, yeah, because I, I guess that's the appropriate reaction or, I don't know, trying to figure out how to cope with it when really we don't really want to hurt anyone else. No, and I've heard this before and I think it's very true that when you're angry, it covers up pain. Right. And so the anger is the go-to emotion. Right. It's super easy to get angry. It's very motivating. There's passion and fire behind it. Right. But at its core... Anger really looks like pain. Right. So you get mad at someone. So they do you wrong, right? Mm -hmm. They backstab you. And you get really mad and you talk a bunch of crap and you're like (laughs) this and that. But if you really sit down and think about it, you want to cry. because Right. You're really hurt. That's exactly it for me. Like I'm more hurt most of the time than anger. And that's being authentic because you're you're shutting out what the true emotion is. I've had to learn that later in my life Mm -hmm. that it's okay for me to look at someone and be like, you've hurt me. You've hurt my feelings. Right. Because then you saying that and thinking that makes you feel like you've let them win. Right. But, but it's, it's ironic because it's, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. It you've actually won. gives you strength. Right. Because once you're able to allow it to hurt you, you mm-hmm. can move on. Absolutely. Completely move on and not be like, well, I was mad, but I'm over it now. True. Like, no, you're not over it. You no. never let it hurt you like it right. truly did. And I also think too, for me, what helps is I have some core people around me mm-hmm. and you guys in this room know who you are <laughs> and those outside listening, you know who you are. <laughs> I am able to be authentic with you and I'm able to speak my heart and know that I met with empathy and compassion. And in that regard, it completely shrinks and gets rid of all of the pain and all of the anxiety from the occurrence. So in that regard, finding your core people that are going to always meet you with love, um, that's part of getting rid of any of that anger or fear working through that stuff. Right. And that's why I shared the story at the beginning with my best friend, because obviously mom here and I have a best friend that I can go to and be like, Hey, I'm struggling with this totally a hundred percent. And they will talk through it with me. So Mm -hmm. I don't really find that. I guess that's why I didn't find the need to get back at that girl that just recently hurt me so badly. I didn't find the need to like ruin her life, you know, even though I could, and I wanted to, I was just kind of like, (laughs) You know, it it will come back to her somehow. Do you know, it's the truth because I'm the one that had the harder time with right. that. You did because I did. you did. You had to help me it. with that. No, yeah. I, I, well, I have uh, many more years of trying to untrain myself. Well, yeah. My gut, my, my knee-jerking reaction was to just stay pissed yeah. and be as mad as I could. Mm-hmm. And I really, I was surprised at myself. I really mm-hmm. wasn't that great. mad, you know? Yeah. I wasn't even really that hurt. I was just kind of like, all right, well, that part of my life didn't work out. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad because if you sit back and you look at it, it was the better, you know, path anyways. Mm-hmm. It was the pruning that we talked about in the and last And I had segment. other, it's <laughs> not like I put all of my, my self into that part of my life. So I was able to just withdraw and still have the friends mm-hmm. and the, the trustees that I had before. I think that's important to point out that if you are feeling alone and you're struggling in your life in that way, try and find even one person, like the the value of one person that can understand you and see you for who you are. It could be a parent. It could be a friend. It could be a counselor if you have to. Yeah, you can even pay for people. Which which when I was a kid, I had to. We've Mm -hmm. talked about this before. I sought counseling when I was 16 because Mm -hmm. things that went on in my life. And I knew that I was different and I knew that no one was meeting me. I was telling some people and they were like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, You're crazy. Stop talking about that stuff. So I actually sought counseling. And for me, that was what led me to start being better just try it out just Mm -hmm. try being authentic Mm -hmm. for a little bit because Mm -hmm. worst case scenario you go to the next place and you try it again (laughs) and see if people care about you then it's so true and what did the article that you read me i thought this was so great she said know that you matter 
Yeah, I really like that at all. And I want to add to that, regardless of what others say and, w- and whatever th- other people think, you definitely matter. And your contribution to the world is extremely important. To one person, you know, mm-hmm. it, and that's another thing the article is talking about, too. But we've said this, all, you know, over and over again. And I feel like there's like a lot of memes even on Facebook saying it <laughs> is something about how even though people might not be telling you to your face right. that you are impacting them somehow. Yeah. Somebody is looking at you, looking up to you somewhere. Well, mothers, daughters, older sissies. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about this all the time. Someone's always watching you, like mm-hmm. you just said. Yeah. And your positive behavior or just you being you is going to impact that person. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be like, you know, celebrity status, which yeah, I think you don't a have lot to, like, of change people... the world or like yeah. be a public figure. Yeah. You know? The smallest influences are just as important. Mm-hmm. And so... you have to remember that those influences, positive influences happen mm-hmm. on people every single day. So why wouldn't you put worth in yourself? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, any other thoughts on being authentic? I think this was really oh, good pretty, and insightful. I think it was more good for you and I <laughs> just working this out together. Uh, I hope you know? everybody listening came along on the yeah. ride with us. Yeah. I, I post on Facebook too, and I want to hear from you guys listening. You know, what, what keeps you authentic and what, what, what fears do you have in mm-hmm. being authentic? It's, it's a slippery slope and it's difficult to mm-hmm. truly be authentic. And obviously we're still working on it. So it's not like it's a, no. a thing that we've mastered. I don't know if no. you ever get to master it. And you even, struggle with it every day. Even what you're struggling with, like being authentic kind of changes the older oh, yeah. you get. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's something that we're always going to be grappling with. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's good to keep it on the forefront of your mind right. so that you're aware of it. Well, but like you said, don't don't ignore it and don't not care because then you won't be able to take anything then in you've good lost. or bad. You've numbed out and that's yeah. not going to be a good, a good result at all. Because right, right. as Bernay says, it's your birthright to have worthiness. Mm-hmm. That's why you're born. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you wouldn't be born if you didn't have a purpose. So. I know. Uh, duh. Uh, duh. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. Well, I don't know. I think know. that's all the time we have, I folks. know. I don't have anything else to say on it, except you can find us on Facebook, for sure. For sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. She's a valley girl. And there is no, no cure. cure. Yeah, I'm the okay, valley girl. Rio's, Rio's version of that is, let's take a selfie. That's not my version. That's oh, everyone else's generation version. Generation version. Well, we are on Instagram as well. Um, that's Paper Hope Blog. And we're also on Twitter at Paper Hope Blog. And the bloggy blog Paper itself, paperhope.com, where we have more information for you. And you can always email us at info at paperhope.com. Yeah, and we'll, uh, see, we'll see you next time. Sure. <laughs> That's mom's favorite sound. So I guess we'll see you later. You've been listening to Paper Hope Next. Oh, not streaking. Dang it. (laughs) I wanted to say it. it. You've been listening to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm Real Wade. (laughs) No, you're not. I'm Real Wade. I'm Tamara Wade. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Paper Hope Next Generation. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Bye for now.